yeah, so encouragement is huge, I think. And, you know, even just someone to, to chat with when you're having a, a bad day or you're like, oh, I'm having a hard time getting jobs or I can't, you know, sell my art or, you know, like it's, it's also about navigating those conversations together. Like we're, we're in this together and we're here to support each other. Hello, I'm Eric Anderson. The voice you just heard belongs to Jody Lara. She and the Future Artistic Minds Collective are the feature guests in Season 6, Episode 4 of YXC Underground. Finding your voice as a young artist can be challenging, especially if you can't find the right space to express yourself creatively. But luckily for young people in Saskatoon, Jody Lara and her team of students have created a safe and inviting space where young artists are free and encouraged to discover their voice. It's called Future Artistic Minds, and you're about to visit this collective here on YXE Underground. It's a Tuesday night in late November at the Core Neighbourhood Youth Co-op in Saskatoon's Riversdale neighbourhood. The building is broken up into several different spaces. There's a recording studio down the hall from the kitchen, a silk screening press in the basement, and in the kitchen and dining room area, a group of high school and early 20-something artists are sitting around a long, wide table making art out of felt. All of this falls under the umbrella of the Future Artistic Minds Collective, also known as FAM. Tonight is a drop-in session, meaning people can come in and create alongside other artists. I'm making um, a sun and a moon. Um, I need to figure out how to angle this around there. This is where Jody LaRoss spends a lot of her free time. She teaches art at Mount Royal Collegiate here in Saskatoon and is an artist herself. She knows everyone in the room, and whenever she enters a different space in the building, young artists light up and say, Hi, Jody. It's clear after five minutes that everyone here looks up to Jody. Well, Jody's very smart, and Jody's, uh, you know, went to school for art things and uh, can give that knowledge to us. I think Jody's also very good at um, getting people to, like, do something, make something. Don't just sit, like, motivate you, inspire you. This is Brooklyn and Carrier. I think she Jody was one of Jody's grade 10 students at Mount Royal back in 2019 who helped create the Grassroots Youth Art Collective. Today, she is a program coordinator with FAM. Yeah, and I think they make a very good uh, safe space for youth who uh, maybe don't feel like they fit in normally. Uh, also for queer youth, that's a big one. Uh, most of the people who attend FAM are a little bit fruity, <laughs> a little bit rainbowish. What did you change your mind to? FAM has several feature artists who serve as mentors to its young artists. One of the artists is here tonight, Saskatoon's Alana Moore. I was just looking for a place to kind of give back and make some art, and I like showed up and was like, hey, can I sweep your floors? And just started hanging out and getting to know people, and it was like pretty soon after, a couple months in, I just realized how much I wish a space like that would have existed when I was a teenager. Um, like growing up with family in active addiction and not having a lot of access to art spaces. Um, 
it was a space that was so welcoming and creative and real and raw. And it, those are spaces that are really hard to find. Yeah, and it, I mean, I just kept coming back. Jody and I say our goodbyes to the felting crew and head downstairs to meet Noah, an 18-year-old artist who graduated last year from Mount Royal. Pham piqued his interest during high school, and today he is running the collective's screen printing business. Um, when I got into high school, there wasn't a lot of clubs and other things to get into um, that I was super interested in. But my ninth grade teacher um, really showed me, like they were good friends, and they got together and they said, hey, you know, I think you'd really thrive in this environment. So I was like, you're not sure, why not? I was a pretty anxious kid, but when I got there, it was... Really world opening, I think. Ooh. How, how did your world open? That's a big thing. Hmm. Um, well, when I was in middle school, kind of, I was a, a bit of a wallflower. Um, I didn't really get involved with many sports and activities and stuff. I, when I went to high school, most of my friends go to different schools, so I kind of just stayed on the outside lines. But seeing all these different people that had the same interests as me and having all these different opportunities and these supplies that we could access that would not have been accessible outside of this was, yeah, pretty great. There's one more place Jody wants to show me before we sit down to chat, and that would be the recording studio. Let's see if we can visit. Can you come in for a second? Yeah, I just want to, I'm just giving a tour. I want to show Eric here the recording studio. This is Eric. These are the... Hi, everyone. Hello. Hey, recording. Nice. Yeah, this is my brother Musqua. Hello. Hello. Nice How to meet you. you. I'm nice good. You Look at your. This is amazing. Yeah, it's this is the chill zone for sure. Yeah, they got all the vibes. Yeah, and then this is the recording booth. This is where where the magic happens, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Great microphone. <laughs> the wall of people. Yeah, that's all. That's our fam wall there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Whose idea was it to have a recording studio in the space? Oh, boy. that's Music has always been a part of Fanbacks since 2019, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, it was just kind of finding a space or wanting to create a space where people could make art and make music, and that all started at Royal. The studio yeah. was built a few years ago so that young, emerging artists like 17-year-old Elijah could develop their voice under the guidance of Jody's brother, Musqua, who is an Indigenous filmmaker and music producer. We've walked in just as Elijah was preparing to enter the recording booth to lay down his vocals to a beat. Elijah, why, why do you love this space so much? Because it's just so comforting. Like It's, it's great. You really get to express yourself. There's like no shame in anything to do here. It's just great. There's a lot happening here, and it's all under the caring and encouraging eye of Jody Lara. For almost two years, I've been trying to get Jody on the podcast as I think she's a wonderful leader in our community who deserves to be celebrated. So I am excited as we sit down in a quiet room filled with bookshelves and beautiful art on the walls. Jody is from Cowess's First Nation in Treaty 4 territory, but grew up in Saskatoon for most of her life. She talks openly in our conversation about the joy she experiences when she sees young artists collaborating and why encouraging today's youth to pursue careers in the arts is so important. Jody also talks about the deeply personal role art has played in her life and why it fuels her passion to be the best art teacher she can be. I started our conversation by asking how she describes the Future Artistic Minds Collective. I think at its core, just like a safe space to make art. Um, it started 
like Noah said, um, yeah, it just started as an extracur, basic, basically an extracurricular program. So it was an art club at Mount Royal Collegiate. And it started in about 2019, in the spring of 2019. And yeah, it was really just kind of started as a club. It was just, you know, there was a need at the time. And there were about five youth who were, you know, going to school at Mount Royal at the time. And they were just saying like, hey, we, we need a club. We want a safe space to make art. Because at the time, there were just a lot of closed doors, you know, not a lot of open access to the studio spaces. Yeah, and if, and if you've been to Mount Royal Collegiate before, you got to know that we have one of the greatest graphic art studios in the city, for sure. So um, it was really just trying to open up that space, um, giving young people an opportunity to have access to all of those supplies and materials that, you know, often you could only get if you took specific classes and didn't have access to it, like, after school, during lunch, all that kind of stuff. So, Jody, were, were you teaching at Mount Royal at the time then, in 2019? Yes, yeah, so I w- I've been teaching at Mount Royal since 2015, so it's been a couple minutes now. Uh, it's gone by way faster than I thought it has, and, um, but yeah, so I was teaching at the time. Uh, I was working, doing art and photography, and that's where I met a lot of the, the young people who I, who I continue to work with now, and where I still meet um, young people who are coming to the program. Um, and yeah, at the time I was out, out of classroom teaching, and I was doing some support roles in the school. Um, and yeah, just, they are just like, we need back in there because when I was doing classroom teaching and teaching photography and stuff, I would often stay late after school and that's kind of where that began. Right. So yeah, we would stay there till five o'clock and we'd just mess around. We'd play with cameras. We'd, um, you know, play with art supplies. We'd just do all the fun things that, you know, you couldn't achieve in just one hour of a photography class. I want to ask you about the the many benefits that come with art. But I, I'm so curious, like, how, how did it make you feel when your students were coming up to you and being like, like, we need you. We need you to open up this space. Like, like how do we make this happen? Like, how, how did that make you feel? It made me feel... Um, it made me feel really happy and really kind of sad at the same time, too, right? Like, just knowing that, one, they needed it or were asking for it. And, and that just showed that they didn't have access to it, that there, it wasn't there, but it also made me feel a lot of joy because I knew that I could provide something. Yeah. I knew that there was a way that, you know, young people could have access to these things, and, you know, it was definitely something that brought me a lot of joy in thinking that this was something that I needed when I was a teenager, you know. So when I was younger, definitely didn't have access to um, art in that way and I was always an artist since I was like a little kid and you know my cookum gave me my first sketchbook and I would arted for a long time and then you know as I grew up and got a bit older um, I just had life issues lots of lots of lots of good and bad things happening in my life and um, that especially peaked in high school and I just think that I wish I had something like fam when I was that age because it might have given me you know, some type of creative outlet to get out um, all the things that I was experiencing in, in, in a more positive way. Mm-hmm. I will get back to that, I promise. Um, I just, I just want to wrap up the, the loop, though, in terms of FAM, how FAM goes from being an after-school club 
at Mount Royal to now we're in this beautiful space with recording studios <laughs> and screen printing. Yes. Like how, how did, how did that happen? Plus there's a pandemic in the midst of that. Like yes. how, how does that happen, Jody? Actually, we can thank the pandemic for us getting here. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm not grateful that the pandemic happened, but, but when it came around, we started at Mount Royal and like I had mentioned in 2019 um, and then that following March was when we went into lockdown. And at the same time, um, schools had gone into sanctions. And so all extracurricular programming was shut down. All of it was just like one day it was there, the next day it was gone. Um, and we weren't allowed to, you know, stud- it was complete lockdown, complete isolation. So students went home. And basically what we realized in that moment in, in 2020 was that we needed to continue to create spaces for young people to connect. Uh, and that was the number one priority. So through the pandemic, from pretty much that March until June, we were meeting online. So we are, have a really big online presence, I guess. We have our own Discord channel, and so that was a way that young people could just like stay connected. We could chat with each other. We could do video calls and make art together on Tuesday nights still. Um, yeah, so we just got creative. We had to get creative. What is Discord? So Discord is like, do you know what Slack is? Is that for gamers? No. It, it, it kind of is for gamers, but it's no, just No, that's like Twitch. Online... I'm thinking of Twitch. Yeah, you're thinking of I'm Twitch. I'm so old right now. I'm sorry, Jody. <laughs> it's like an online... Um, it's, Discord is basically an online like server chat platform. Okay. So you can have multi-channels related to different topics. So we, could, we have channels just for like sharing memes. We have channels about you know what's happening at program, programming on Tuesdays. Um, we have channels that are about like art opportunities in the community where anyone can just post things and just like chat channels too, just general, like where anyone can talk about anything. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So like how, how inspiring was that then to see the momentum, you know, go from Mount Royal Collegiate to now you've got this online community and then eventually you end up here. Like I, that must have been so neat to see for you. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, we, we definitely knew that we weren't allowed to meet at school anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we just got creative with that online server, basically, on Discord. And at the same time, we also realized, oh, well, maybe Mount Royal isn't the right space for us anymore. We felt like we were growing. We felt like we were expanding. Um, we wanted to be able to provide it to more than just Mount Royal collegiate students as well. Uh, and at the time, later in 2020, it was coming around to the summertime, and we had some like summer workshops out in the park, also like social distancing, all that kind of stuff. And that was when I connected with one of my old mentors, who's Marcel Petit, and he is the executive director at, here at CNYC. Um, and I've worked with him and known him for years. Like I met him when I was in university, and uh, I was working under him doing film work and stuff like that, just like kind of getting a bit more exposure to the art world. Uh, and he's been here and he was like, you know what, you should just come to CNYC, like fam can be here. Yeah. And so that was when in the fall of 2020, basically we picked up all our, all our buckets of supplies and the things that did belong to us and we brought it all here and we've just slowly been building it basically since 2020 and, and continued to operate, um, out of CNYC on Tuesdays. That's, that's amazing. Do you, do you allow yourself a chance to like step back and, and think, wow, like you've, we as, as a group have accomplished a lot in four years, or are you kind of, are you the kind of person where it's like, it's on to the next thing and, and you're thinking about what's next? I am like 
pretty much always in awe of what we've achieved in the in like a short amount of time like it's only been a few years but you know every year brings brings um, new opportunities and new collaborations from like community organize community organizations or groups um, and so that's been super exciting so I think I'm always I'm always looking back and rarely looking forward because I'm kind of always in awe of what what has already happened and and a lot of that's been like we've put on a couple of art galleries we've released a CD um, we've in the past year opened and launched our own website and online store and it's all based on what youth wanted to do it's basically that or or you know like paved arts will reach out to us or Nui Blanche and we'll say do you want to run a workshop and then we put it out to the artists and they're like yes let's go and so we just kind of make it happen how many how many artists do you have in fam right now Ooh, that's a good question. It's that's a tough question because we have like lots of people, um, lots of the artists in the group will engage mostly online, but they're still a part of the collective and they still sell art um, on, on our store or something. But a lot of them also, you know, come to programming and just do the drop in. So you know, it kind of it, it ebbs and flows. And I would say that you know we have quite a few regular attenders and 20, 20 plus who are coming and going from our Tuesday programming. Uh, we have lots of people who kind of randomly drop in, come in once a month, people engaging online all the time. It's kind of, it's really hard to gauge yeah. how many people, how many artists are like coming and checking things out. Um, like Sophia is, is one of our newer members. I don't even know how Sophia heard about FAM um, or like just kind of popped in, right? So it's really nice that we just have people that just drop in and like hear about it through the grapevine. Um, or and a lot who have heard about it through school at Mount Royal still or other schools like that yeah. and and, yeah. and it's geared for students right or can you be old like you graduation yeah. yeah yeah so a lot of our members are um, obviously it started in high school so it was a high school extracurricular program and then you know since that time since 2019 a lot of them have graduated like Noah who's a grad um, and we have some members who are in university right now they're doing art degrees or they're doing you know other education pro they're in ITAP or they're in some kind of program yeah so it's kind of spans like we have anyone from you know 12 to 13 showing up here up to like 25 now yeah um may I ask you a really big question yes (laughs) um I I, I've been thinking about this all day because I was so excited to to come to the space and and to and to meet you because we've been emailing back and forth for a long time um but i i'm i'm so curious from your perspective and maybe this can dovetail into your own story too but when when you were working with these young students like how how do you see art changing their lives oh art oh gosh i know big question how does art change lives is that the question it kind of is oh gosh um, and like, how, how are you seeing it? I'm seeing it because art has a way of just like opening doors. It's a way of opening doors to opportunities. It's about opening doors within yourself. It's about pretty much everything. <laughs> I don't know. It's really hard. It's really, that's a hard question to answer because, um, we're all creative. We're all, we're all born creative. And I think that you know, whether it's through the education system or whatever experiences that somehow that gets snuffed out at one point. I was going to say, I think sometimes we forget that, don't we? That Mm -hmm. we are creative. Yes. And we are all creative. We're all born creative. And it can be one experience, 
you know, that can make you think that you're not good at art or that you can't create or that you're not capable. But we all are, and that's, I think that's the beauty of it. I think that's, you know, um, what FAM has shown me and, and continues to show me because there's a long time that I wasn't even making art or doing art myself, and it just keeps me inspired. And so I hope that through it, we're also inspiring each other. So that's, that's the, the community piece of FAM, yeah. right? Like, you... You don't, you don't want to be creating alone. Like, I certainly don't. I, w I want to have people that I can be creative with. And I think that's a lot of what FAM can provide for, for all the artists involved. Do, do you see the artists here, like, is it as simple as, like, bouncing ideas off of each other? Or, like, hey, I, I did this, like, what do you think of it? Or it, does it even go, like, more beyond that? Yeah, I think, I think it does... It, it hits all of those things. Like oftentimes, like, yeah, you don't want to like be doing something in a bubble where, where you can't get feedback or, you know, can't get like support or, you know, encouragement, all of those things. Yeah. So encouragement is huge, I think. And, you know, even just someone to, to chat with when you're having a, a bad day or you're like, oh, I'm having a hard time getting jobs or I can't, you know, sell my art or, you know, like it's, it's also about navigating those conversations together. Like we're, we're in this together and we're here to support each other. And that's, I think a, a huge piece of what it is, is just like, you know, just knowing that you're not alone trying to, trying to do what, you know, most of society tells us is not a successful career goal, which is being an artist. That's, and that's, um, that's a tough like hill to climb isn't it mm -hmm. at times yeah totally and that's what we're, we're told our whole lives as well right like get a real job um you know get get a degree that that matters or you know go into this or go into that and if you go into the arts you're not going to be successful and and sure yes it's definitely a big ladder to climb it's hard and it can be really like really tough to get your foot in the door um but it's not impossible that's not it's not impossible and that's a huge thing that we try to promote through FAM or, or wa just want people to know like of all ages and all backgrounds is that anyone can do it. We are all capable. You, sometimes you just need the right people in your corner to help you like realize that. It's, it's very clear that you're one of the right people <laughs> to have in the corner. Um, do, do you, um, I was going to ask you if you take pride in that, but I don't know if that's the right way of putting it, but do, do you enjoy that role as like, you know, you're encouraging the, the youth do you enjoy that yes yes I love that it's really it's um yeah it's it's something that I think is one of my gifts or I, I hope is one of my gifts is you know being able to to support people and um support young people on their paths you know it's why I became a teacher you know um as a two-spirit person we're told we're we're told we're the we're the educators we're the you know the the, the bridge between worlds and in, in some in many cases um, there's lots that, that goes into that. So I think that, you know, my path to becoming an educator and becoming an art teacher and doing these different types of support roles in, in schools has, has really led me to this point where I'm like, oh, this is what I'm meant to do. Like, this is it. <laughs> so it feels really good. And it's, to me, I think has always needed to have, um, needed to have an art focus because it's really what fuels me as well. Um, you, you talked a little bit in, um, a few minutes ago about, the the personal role that art played in your life when when you were a kid I, I I'm wondering if if you want to share a little bit more about that in terms of like uh, do you remember when when art first came into your life and and like it, did it immediately click to you in terms of like oh I'm 
I'm a creative person. This, this is a way that I can express myself. Yes. Yeah. Always, always. And like, I, I think I had mentioned earlier too. Yeah. It was my cook It was my cook And she, you know, she raised me until I, I was, you know, about six years old and she was the first person to put a pencil in my hand and a sketchbook in my hand. And she was an artist and, you know, she was a residential school survivor. And so she experienced a lot, but she always wanted to foster this like creativity in me because she remembers not being able to, to be creative or make art or, or do things like that. And, um, yeah, so I think that that's been a pretty huge inspiration for me. I obviously wasn't thinking about that as a child, but you know, it, it was her that really, really fanned that flame for me. And then as I got older, you know, lots, lots of things happened um, things got pretty wild for sure as I was growing up and, you know, my, my life was just like rocky and unstable at a lot of points in time and I lost art. So I forgot about it. I stopped making art. I stopped being creative. I stopped, you know, thinking that I was an artist. And so that was all, probably pretty much all through high school. I, I didn't really do it. I always took art class or took photography or whatever, but that was kind of it for me. And it was kind of when I got out of got out of my slump and, you know, like had finished high school. It took me like five years to get through high school. I bounced from school to school in Saskatoon here. Um, Always tried to stay under the radar, didn't want to be seen, didn't want to be known, didn't want to be noticed, those types of things. Um, So that was, you know, that, that was probably the tougher point until I kind of came back to art. And that was when I decided I wanted to go to university when I was about 21. And, um, at the time, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go to university, I'm going to, you know, get an education degree, and I'm going to go teach overseas, and I'm going to go, you know, go somewhere far away, go somewhere far, far away, and, and not come back, because, you know, at the time, I just didn't see, I didn't really see much here for myself, and which is pretty interesting now, knowing how my roots are dug into Saskatoon, and, you know, what, what fuels me. But yeah, so I went into school and I was like, oh, okay, I'll do education because I can take art classes if I do education. <laughs> Again, still kind of like denying the fact that I'm an artist or like that I wanted to see myself as an artist and also believing some of those narratives that were told where it's like, get, get a real degree, get a real job. So I was like, oh, if I become a teacher, then that'll be considered a real job or considered, you know, a, a valuable degree to get. So there was a value placed on that, but all, all the time I was going through it, I was just like, I just want to make art, and I just want to take art classes. <laughs> when, when, you, when you got back into art, like after you're, you're done high school, like, yeah. do you, like, was it just like, was there something that just clicked in you, or did you, did you see someone or have a conversation with someone that sort of set you down the path again of, of exploring your creativity through your art? I can't really think of a specific instance. I don't really know what it was. I think it was more or less me just for so long trying to deny this part of myself that when I came back to it, I just knew that that's what I needed to do. It just felt right. It just felt right, yeah. And I just, you know, just knew I needed to do art and I knew that that's what I was passionate about. And I knew that if I became a teacher, the, the my long-term dream was to just be an art teacher and to continue to try to help foster that appreciation for art um, for people in high school because I knew that's when I lost it. I knew that's when, you know, I was not really creating anymore, not, not having, you know, something like FAM or something 
that would could keep me engaged or keep me with a, a positive community structure or something like that, right? That's that's really powerful. It, it, no, it it is, and I and I say that as someone who was a teacher for two years, and but I entered it because I had a history degree and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew what am I going to do with a history degree? Exactly. But you like. <laughs> You you entered the profession with such um, like like pure intentions. Like you wanted to, you really wanted to make a, a difference. Do you, do you feel like you're doing that? I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. I, I I hope that every time someone walks into my classroom, I can I can make some kind of safe space for them to just be their authentic selves. That's really that's really it at the end of the day. Um, and especially, you know, being at Mount Royal, it's really, really shown me a lot of myself as well, because I, I was a young urban indigenous person and I lacked access to a lot of resources and, you know, social, emotional supports that, you know, I, I think and hope that lots of young people have now. Um, but it, even though, even now those things are hard to access. And I know that in my classroom, it's my own little world. This is my little bubble. Anyone who comes into my bubble, I can make sure that or try my best to make sure that they, they feel comfortable and safe in that space. And it's just all about a safe space for me, really, that at the end of the day, because, yeah, it's just the one thing I needed that I never had. Yeah. You, you mentioned earlier, too, about the, this. You knew that you needed, you needed to create art. You needed to do that. Do you, do you see that in your students, and do you see that with the artists that come here to FAM? That they, that, like, just compelled to create? Yes. Yes, I see it. I see it every week. I see it here um, all the time. I just, I just see people who, you know, are just like craving, craving something, craving an outlet, craving, you know, connection, craving, you know, people who make art like them or, or not like them at all. You know, like a lot of what um, we're making here and what, what, what happens is, you know, artists who you know, are, again, like myself, kind of on the fringes, or, you know, make alternative styles of art, or, you know, don't make what, what is deemed fine art, or, you know, what we're teaching, what is often taught in schools about what Canadian art is, or what Indigenous art is, or what queer art is, or what trans art is, or what any of these things are, it's oftentimes we're just, we're kind of told what art is, but a lot of the artists here, we're just, we're just different, we're the like I said, we're on the fringes and we're very proudly indigenous and proudly queer and proudly everything. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. Um, I, I, I asked you that big general question in terms of like how art does, does change people. And uh, that, that's a really big question. And as you were talking, I was like, I need to ask a better question. Um, so I, I want to ask you maybe if you can share an example, or if you can think of whether it's a student um, at Mount Royal or or one with FAM, where where you have seen maybe uh, a little bit of growth, or or how you know maybe art has has changed their lives um, a bit. If you can think of a of an example, you don't have to, you don't have to use names or anything, but if you can think of an example. Yeah, I definitely I definitely can. Like um, when I when I think about seeing that kind of that kind of growth through art. Um, I will, I will shout them out. It is Brooklyn Carrier, um, and they are one of the artists here in FAM and uh, met them in high school. They're one of the founding members, and, and they now work for FAM. They, are, I want, they help facilitate the program with me. 
and yeah, they just they've they've come a long way in the six plus years that I've known them as like a grade ten student, you know, and um, you know a lot of us are are like I had mentioned like bit a bit weird. We're the weirdos of the group, and we're we're all a little bit shy and anxious and wild. <laughs> And it's just been really nice to see um, Brooklyn come into her own and uh, grow through through the program and, and step into, like, a role of leadership, I guess you could call it. Like, I mean, we all work collectively together because we are a collective, but seeing them kind of come out of their shell, um, creating art that they, they, that they want to create, creating things that, you know, that speak to them, that resonate with them, um, is really nice and have taken on a huge role with like running the website and store and they really enjoy that aspect of the collective so it's been really nice to to see how someone can grow like that and that's just one example that's just one example of you know many who have who have grown kind of in their own unique ways Noah would be another good example I, right? I was just about yeah. to say like Noah he described himself as a bit of a wallflower yes. in middle school and early high school and now he's running the screen making like that's yeah, great we're, we're all the art weirdos <laughs> And we're not shy to say it. <laughs> we all know it. We all know it. Yeah. And it's just like, that's, that's part of it too, is just knowing that we like see, we see ourselves and each other, but also see each other's differences too. We all, we all know we come from different backgrounds. We all know we have different lived experiences. We all, you know, um, face our own hardships and, and share our joys together too. That's a huge piece of what, what fam is. It's like, it's joy. It's, it's about joy at the end of the day. You know, we, we want to share joy. We want to share the excellence of each and every one of us. And um, that's, a, that's a huge a huge piece of, I think, just creativity as well. And, and like, why art is also powerful. <laughs> you, you've been very generous with your time. I have one question, one more question for you. Um, where, where would you like FAM to go in the next few years oh gosh oh that's the hardest question that often is the hardest question and I, and I do get asked that um and I I don't, I don't really know it's 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 a, an organic being that grows and ebbs and flows and it and it leads its own path I'm just here to facilitate that you know I'm, I'm here to I'm here to help guide the path and you know help help make visions and dreams and goals form <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Like, yeah, we've done art galleries, we've done workshops, we've, the store, like I mentioned, it's like, well, where can it go from here? We've done market, we started doing markets to sell art. That's another avenue of like creating income for young people and um, finding ways to like make art through their craft. That's a really important piece as well. Um, I, I always hope that it will continue to be a place for mentorship um, you know, multi-generational mentorship is really important. So working with other uh, local artists who, who believe in this vision of inclusivity and safety and, you know, accessibility. So that's kind of where I hope it will always kind of remain. But I, I don't know what's next. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the art community has to offer. <laughs> Do you ever have any downtime at all in your no, life? No, never. <laughs> I rarely do, <laughs> but I still got a seven-year-old and he keeps me on my toes. <laughs> oh, um, thank, thank you so much. Cause I, I know we've been, I, not we, I've been like, you know, nagging you for like close to two years now. Cause I, I, I just, I, 
I, I wanted to highlight the work that you're doing, um, but I've I've learned so much more about fam thanks to you and also yourself. And and um, I know the the participants here are so lucky to have you as a leader here, um, but also your students at Mount Royal are so lucky to have you as a as a teacher. So um, thank you for for being on the podcast and for showing me around. It's a wonderful space. So thank you. Yes, thank you so much for coming. We're happy to have you here. <laughs> This has been Season 6, Episode 4 of YXE Underground. My name is Eric Anderson. I host, produce, and edit this local independent podcast. My thanks to Jody Lara and everyone with the Future Artistic Minds Collective for sharing their stories in this episode. You can learn more about the collective by following it on social media or at futureartisticminds.ca. If you like what you just heard, please feel free to give the podcast a five-star review and tell your friends. Doing both really does help the podcast reach more listeners, so thank you. I also want to give a big thanks to FAM member Sofia Zhakova, who stepped up at the last minute when I couldn't find a photographer for this episode and totally rocked it. Sofia took incredible photos and was so much fun to work with. She's just starting her own photography and graphic design career, and let me tell you, she is really, really good. You can find her on Instagram by searching layerbeyond.graphics, and I'll put a link to her page in the show notes. Thank you so much, Sophia, for all your help. And uh, I know people are going to love your photos. I certainly do. And best of luck uh, with your career. And I hope we get to work together again soon. That would just be awesome. Thank you to my cousin Andrew Dixon for the original theme music, as well as Saskatoon's Danger Dynamite for taking such good care of the website. Now, I want to give you an update in terms of our fundraiser for New Hope Dog Rescue. All the shirts and pretty much all the dog bandanas and cat bandanas are sold out and we managed to raise over $2,200 for New Hope Dog Rescue's animal safekeeping program. Thank you so, so much for supporting this. Uh, we've been fundraising for about four months now and uh, the, the support has just been amazing. And that money is really going to make a difference uh, in a lot of people's lives and a lot of animals' lives as well. And if you want to learn more about the, the Animal Safekeeping Program, uh, you can listen to the first episode of this season that dropped in September. And, um, you know, New Hope is just doing just incredible work. So I, I can't thank them enough for um, sharing their story and the Saskatchewan SPCA as well. And uh, I hope this money really does uh, you know, make a difference. I think it will. So again, thank you to everyone who donated. I really, really do appreciate it. Before I go, I also want to say that all of these interviews were gathered on Treaty 6 territory and the traditional homeland of the Métis. YXE Underground is a production of the Saltimer Production Company. My name is Eric Anderson. I hope you all have a safe and wonderful holiday season, and we'll talk to you in 2024, Saskatoon. This is great. Thank you for answering a few of my questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, could you play the beat one more time? That just sounded so good. It's not <laughs> good in my headphones, selfishly. I'll show you what I have to it as well. Oh, okay. This is fun. Live performance. <laughs> All right. Turn it up. Yeah. Yeah.
Is there a price to your soul? A little bit of gold? Would you sell that shit if you had regrets at 80 years old? Cause let me know. Yeah. 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 Cause there's money in this shit. Diamonds to gleam, power streams, pussy bitches, guns, everything. More dopamine than you can get out of dreams. I know everything really ain't what it seems, but you could tell. Burning your nose from the smell. They cooking in the kitchen, serving rocket, didn't well. Was it enough to pay the bills? He don't know, he don't care. Cause all this money making took a sofa share. New house, need a sofa in there. Cause all your people on the floor and they can't get comfy. Damn, they said we okay with nothing. Living in this dope house, we damn sure lucky. Is there a price to loving all the things that make you bad? I don't care, I really love the things that drive me mad Love and hate relationships, same towards my dad Cause even though I hate him, really wish I had him back Yeah, I love the things that made me sad Making me reflect on all the things I could've had Like damn what if I didn't react? Would I still be walking on my own on in this path? I feel uncomfortably bashed when I'm asked who taught you how to rap. I think of all the idols, how I studied their tracks, and then I think back and say me, I'm more comfortable with that. So if I sold my soul, let me bleed. Lord, help me, let me see the price to a soul. Is it diamonds or a gold? Good God, please let me know if I sold my soul, let me bleed. Lord, help me, let me see the price to a soul. Is it diamonds or go? Good God, just let me know. And yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, bless. Thank you so much. No one's ever rapped on the podcast before, let alone like like do beats and everything. So thank you. Okay, word. That's dope. First time. Yeah. Elijah. <laughs> they they could have seen me flex, but it happened. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you. All right, you're thank welcome. You. Thank right you. Right Thanks for letting us come in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Jody! <laughs> Just a regular Tuesday. That was that was amazing.